Good Tuesday evening. Welcome to another edition of Sideline Junkies Tuesday Night Flight on this cool, calm, and crisp Tuesday night. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG sitting beside the man that's twice as nice, cool as ice, and ain't never had a bad day in his damn life. Junie. What's the deal? What's the deal, everybody out there on Radio Land? We'll be joined by the man of the hour, Delonte, and a few, but we're going to get started without him, and we'll just catch him up to speed when he gets here. So, first and foremost, big news, um, Lakers winning six, Delonte predicted, I, I believe, Junior, you had six too, didn't you? You know the deal. See, I'm the only one that was thinking seven, but we all had Lakers, but you guys had Lakers in six, so, and they went in six, championship number 17, um, LeBron James, your finals MVP. Uh, Johnny, go ahead and give me your thoughts on what you thought about the finals as a whole. Well, first of all, you got to add, they also tied with the Boston Celtics with 17 championships. Um, I think LeBron James did his thing. Uh, I'm a big LeBron James fan. A lot of people talk negative about him. Uh, they don't think he did enough. Well, me. Coming from Bad News Junior, I think he did enough. He got his teammates involved. Everybody played together. Congratulations to the L.A. Lakers, 2020 NBA champions. Let's get it. Hey, I feel the same way you feel. I, I feel that the haters came out. At, they came out as a game once that final whistle went off. And, you know, the whole thing throughout the whole playoffs was Oh, LeBron's three and six in the finals. He's three and six. He's three and six. That's all you hear. And my rebuttal, and it got to the point where I got tired of having rebuttals, but my rebuttal was Jerry West was one and eight. I think Wilt Chamberlain was two and eight. Wow. So, I mean, honestly, if you want to take finals records, you know, it's a lot of players that didn't even make it to the finals, but does that make them make them any less great? Um, That's right. To hear Skip Bayless say that the Lakers avoided the Clippers, I'm still trying to figure out how that's possible that the Lakers avoided the Clippers. Didn't the Clippers lose to Denver, or did the Lakers like, you know what, we don't want to play the Clippers, so we're going to do something else? I mean, help me understand that. Well... He need to rearrange that statement by saying the Clippers avoided the Lakers by losing and not making it to the championship. To the West, uh, the, the, you know, the championship. So that was a, that, that statement was, he, he didn't mean to say that. I, I, that. That's what it seemed like to me. It seemed like he just missed but I, 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 I want to hold him to it. Don't, don't. Anybody that's coming for, LeBron's legacy saying, oh, well, LeBron, they padded it so LeBron would have an easy an easy road through the playoffs. I don't think any road through the playoffs is easy because you didn't. nobody anticipated Denver making the Western Conference Finals. If you did, and I think it was only one person that actually picked Denver to make the Western Conference Finals, and he won, I think, like a million dollars off of that because of the odds. But other than that, I just – I don't. I don't have. I don't have. Can't respect anybody that says he had an easy road. So. 
Hey, hey, Kev, one, one, I need one favor on that. Uh, when you post this, please tag Skip Bayless on that. Will do. Will do. I'll make sure I do that. That way Skip Will can do. know hey, that foolery that is not accepted. Exactly. Uh, Anthony Davis balled out. Uh, Rondo balled out. And I was going over just the, the players that get rings after this win. Um, Jared Dudley gets a ring. Uh, Avery Bradley was home in Texas watching the game, and he gets the ring. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Big Jim confirmed it earlier. Boogie Cousins gets the ring because he was a part of the team early in the season. Never played, but it was a part of the team. Um, just guys are getting rings off the strength of this dynamic duo that I hope they can actually keep together. You know, I, I totally agree with you on that. And the, the best thing about that, they have a relationship. AD and LeBron James have a relationship. So they are good friends, also off the court. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, AD attended a camp held by LeBron James when he was younger. Did you know about that? I thought I heard something about that, but I thought it was a joke, actually. Yeah, see, uh, I, I like it. one thing, those guys have built a relationship, not like Kyrie. You know, I'm not trying to put Kyrie Irving out there, but he made me mad because once they won a championship, he was just so so arrogant. He wanted the ball. He wanted to show off. And, you know, I felt like LeBron and Kyrie could have did more, but Kyrie wanted out, and I'm glad he did. So now, like you just said, I hope they can build something together in L.A. If they want to get more players built around them, you can do that, but I hope AD and LeBron stay together at least the next two or three years. Now, speaking of the future of LA, Big Jim chimed in, and he he has a little something to say. Now, this is a statement from the one, the only, our resident Laker fan, Big Jim. The Lakers are world champions. Now it's time for the draft and off-season move. For me, wanting the draft, for me, waiting for the draft and free agency to begin is exciting. Whoever the Lakers draft, I would not expect them to become instant contributors. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Resigning of Anthony Davis will most likely be the highest point of excitement for me. Davis may sign a two-year deal that most likely will keep him playing alongside LeBron. The Lakers will most likely be signing people to one-year deals again in the upcoming season. Me, personally, I'm bringing everyone back except for now. Jared Dudley, J.R. Smith, hopefully Avery Bradley will return and JaVale McGee, and Deion Waiters. Deion can play, but he's a distraction to the team. Uh, Lakers should sign DeMarcus Cousins to a minimum deal. Try to get Mohan uh, Bo, Bo, Bogdanovich for shooting from the Utah Jazz. Jeremy Grant from Denver. And if the Lakers can manage to somehow get Bradley Beal from the Washington Wizards, I probably will be content. Lakers do not have much to trade if any, this is just wishful thinking. I do not know how far into the luxury tax the Lakers are willing to go. If the organization wants to keep Anthony Davis long term, they will have to make a major move within the next year. Hopefully, the Lakers scout team can find us, find some gems in the G League. I believe the Lakers can repeat, but there are a bunch of teams getting players back from injury. The Lakers would need to add shooters and another score in the post position. 
the Lakers show that they can play any style of basketball. Written by Sideline Jumping. Big Jim. I got to give credit where credit is due. He's already looking to the next season. And I mean, that when, when you are in a winning culture and a winning organization, that's what you do. You win one, and then the next day you're already looking to start to win another one in a row. That's what y'all do in Pittsburgh. That's what they do in L.A., Boston, uh, Chicago at one point. You know, places like that. And, you know, when you talk NHL, that's what they did in Pittsburgh with the Penguins, uh, the Detroit Red Wings, the Yankees do. You know, all great organizations do that, where they're already looking to chase the next title the next year and win. You know, and I can agree with that. Uh, first of all, I want to big up to uh, Big Jim, who's out on assignment. Uh, I like the uh, statement he posted. And um, I also agree with the players that he said you can go ahead and get rid of. You know, a lot of those guys, including Jerry Dudley, I just felt like he shouldn't have been there, man. But everybody else, I, I think they balled out. Um, I think, uh, uh, what's the coach name again? Uh, Vogel. Yeah, Frank Vogel. I want to give Vogel a B plus. I think he did a great job. Let's give him an A minus. I think he did a great job coaching with the team he had. Um, hey man, it was it was an awesome run. It was an awesome run, Kev. Man, you talk about hard for uh, Vogel. I I didn't know if he could take this team. I didn't know if he could he could take the reins of this team and, and push them where they needed to go. And he proved me wrong. He proved me wrong. He proved that even with the top-tier talent that you have, you know, you still got to put in the work, and they did. And I think that's that's one of the reasons why they brought in Jason Kidd. And uh, I can't think of their shooting coach, but um, I follow – I know – I follow on Instagram. And he's another dude that that, that preaches – you know, hard work. So, this organization, and then think about this: Jeannie Bus made history. I didn't realize it until yesterday. Jeannie Bus is the first female owner in the NBA to win a championship. She's not the first female owner to win that championship because that would be Georgia Frontieri that used to own the St. Louis Rams. I believe she's the first female to win a, uh, a championship. But I think Jeannie Busted was the first in the NBA. Right. So, we're going to stick with the Lakers real quick. I got a couple questions. Uh, June, now you already admitted that you're a big LeBron fan. Uh, me, myself, I can say that I'm a, I'm, I'm a LeBron fan. I'm a big LeBron fan. I, I, I can't stand people really down-talking him, and they'll tear him down to make Jordan look good, or they'll tear him down to make Kobe look good. But when you can all, I have to sit back and look at it. You can shine light on all three of them and make them look good. Do I believe LeBron's the GOAT? No. And it's not nothing that LeBron has done. It's what he hasn't done. And it's, it's just a few more things for him to accomplish, and I want to see him do it. And it's going to happen. But MJ is always going to be the GOAT. And here's my question. And I, I, I've seen both sides of the coin. My question is, why, do, why, why is there so much hate from LeBron? Whether he, when he wins, the haters come out. When he loses, you know, they dog power. But why is it so much hate 
for such an accomplished athlete on and off the court, uh, family man, father, husband, uh, mentor, why has there so much hate for this dude? Hey, hey, Kevin, you know what, Kevin? I'm going to be honest with you. That's a question I can't answer. And I always mess with my daughter on that right there because she can't stand LeBron James. So I'm always throwing LeBron James at her face, whether I'm texting her a picture of him, whether I'm saying something about the Lakers, I'm always messing with her. And I ask her, I said, why don't you like LeBron James? You know what she said? She don't have no valid reason why she hate LeBron James. Let me tell you something. LeBron James, four NBA championships. He got four NBA Most Valuable Players awards. He got a final MVP, uh, two Olympic gold medals. Kevin, you know the main thing I like about him? This I Promise School. He got this public elementary school in Akron, Ohio, in his neighborhood. And he is one of the ones that uh, I don't want to quote the wrong thing, but I know he's one of the ones that helped fund this school. LeBron James is an awesome father. He's an awesome uh, uh, athlete. And I don't I don't know why people keep saying stuff bad about LeBron. I, me personally, man, I love LeBron. But I'm like you, Kev. Michael Jordan, to me, will always be the goat. I love Michael Jordan. And I don't know if you noticed that night uh, they had LeBron James and AD on the podium. And they said, uh, AD, you're a Chicago young man. What do you think about LeBron or, or Michael Jordan being the GOAT? AD stuttered. I don't know if you saw that. AD laughed because he couldn't really answer it. As AD grew up in Chicago, he knew Michael Jordan is the GOAT and will always be the GOAT. But he didn't want to put LeBron James. I feel like they, uh, they, 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 they asked AD that question in front of LeBron, and he just stuttered, man. It was kind of funny, but... Michael Jordan will always be the GOAT. I love Michael Jordan, and I also love LeBron James. LeBron James is one awesome athlete. He takes care of his body. He, he, he trains all year round. The guy is just an awesome guy all the way around, man. I don't know why you got to dislike. I got a cousin in North Carolina always posting on Facebook. He can't stand LeBron James. Why? I have no idea. LeBron James... Congratulations, my brother, on everything you do. That's from Bad News Junior and the Sideline Junkies. You know what? It's crazy because I feel the same way you feel. And you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to throw something at you. When you talk about the I Promise School, people were mad about that. Well, why didn't he make it a private school? Why didn't he make it a public school? He got money. Why couldn't he fund the school and, and, and put these students in it? Because he made it a public school. Because you get even more funding, and he can help even more kids. So it's no tuition. They get free uniforms and everything. It's it's a way to help the community. Now, he, he got enough money to air condition hell twice over. So you want him to spend all his personal money for maybe 25, 30 kids, but he's able to help with funding as a public school. He's able to help three to 500 kids. And, and, and you also know this 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 school was aimed at at-risk children. Exactly. But you know, people find they find fault in anything good. They found fault in that. Um, they find fault that 
well, oh, his son was smoking weed on, on Facebook Live. Well, that's a that's apparently an issue that he has to deal with. I'm sure it's a lot of other people, kids that are doing even worse in private without being on Facebook Live or, or Instagram Live. So, exactly. Come on, cut the cut the cut the you know what, man. But uh, <laughs> you know what. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it clean tonight. I'm gonna keep it clean. But we talking about legacy, and before we before I jump to this next person, I heard something that was said about uh, what the media won't say. I think it was Nick Wright. He said it on ESPN, and he was like, "This is what the media won't say about Michael Jordan." But I'm gonna say it. Michael Jordan before Scottie Pippen never was above 500. Um, Michael Jordan. Uh, Never beat Larry Bird in the playoff series. He never won a game against Larry Bird. Um, he never did this. And I'm, I'm thinking, and I had to comment on it when a good friend of mine posted it. And I said, bro, you got to realize, Jordan first few years without Pippen, okay, rookie year, he was a phenom. They only won, I think they were 30 and 52, made the playoff. That shows you how weak the East was at the time. Um, Second year, Jordan hurt his foot, was out for most of the year. Right. He scored 63 that year against arguably one of the greatest teams of all time in the 86 Celtics. That That's was right. you know, Bill Walton as the sixth man. You had the, the greatest front court ever in Bird, Parrish, and McHale. You had one of the best defensive guards in, in Dennis Johnson. You think it's just MJ. MJ was a one-trick pony. It was just him. Look at the rosters. And I'm not making them excuse. You, you want to bring up facts. Bring up, tell the whole truth. Don't tell partial truth to make your story look good. Tell the whole thing. MJ was the main scorer. It wasn't very many other guys on those teams that was able to keep up and put up the, 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 the numbers that he was putting up. That's right. He That's got, right. When he got Pippen, that was management's uh, 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 management's move to start building around him. And what, what what's the one thing that everybody can say about LeBron's first stint in Cleveland? Management never built around him. And LeBron didn't create the super team. Super teams were created to stop LeBron. Now, me personally, was I pissed off when LeBron went to Miami? Hell yeah, because I wanted him to go to Chicago. It had nothing to do with Miami. Because <laughs> I wanted Chicago. Because right. I just... I, him, Dirk Rose, Lou Aldang, Joe Kim Noah. And we put LeBron in the two, or you could put Dang in the two. It didn't matter. But those oh, guys were nobody beating that's, that's a championship. Exactly. And then he got uh, uh, rugged inside guys that ain't doing nothing but trying to rebound and push the ball out. And then Timberdo preached what? Defense. So LeBron's defense with that team? Oh, my God. <laughs> just the, the things that people bring up to, to fit their narrative you know stop it cut it out so and we've been joined by the man of the hour the tower of power too sweet to ever be tower Delante. what's good what's good everybody what's up my brother what's good my brother we are we sitting here, we just talking, um, we just got finished talking LeBron and why he gets so much hate and everything. Uh just I mean, being a, a good dude, 
And I, I see people, if you follow pages like Open Court, um, Black Adam Schefter, you know, any Facebook page, any Instagram page, they will talk trash about LeBron on about 70 to 80% of the comments. And, I, I, you know, I don't understand why. But I, I think, uh, you, you know what was crazy, man? It's, it's, it wasn't as bad when he was in high school. Everybody was like, oh, you know, he, he's going to be the, you know, the, the next dude. And then even his rookie season. But you know what? It, it started from his actual teammates, his rookie season of hate. Um, Darius Miles. Darius Miles, like, they, they were cool when he was in high school. But when he came to the league, Darius Miles was like, ah, oh, you know, ain't no, you know, ain't no, no kid fresh out of high school going to uh, take over this team I'm on. Uh, Boozer, he, you know what I'm saying, kind of shaded them as well. And then, now look, look at these guys. So, you know what I'm saying, that's that's that. But I, you know what it is? I think because Jordan is like the measuring stick. Um, and, and, you know, and I think that people want to hear him, like, actually pay homage to, to Mike. I think that's, that's a, a good reason why he gets so much hate. You know, <laughs> it's crazy because uh, Darius Miles is one of those kids from out of high school. And uh, unfortunately, he got dragged by the Clippers. But, you know, it was him, Corey Maggette, uh, I believe Lamar Odom was out there with him. They had a nice little young team but couldn't win anything. So that sounds, and that came from Darius Miles. And Darius Miles is one of my favorites. Uh, sound like a little jealousy. I'm going to be honest with you. It, it, it's, it's definitely jealousy because, um, like, yeah, like you mentioned, KG, he, one, he's fresh out of high school. You know, he was well, not fresh out of high school, but he was out of high school. And, you know, he was becoming somewhat of a household name as well because he was a hell of a high school baller. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, let you know what I'm saying? Let, let, let that man shine, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you've been in the, year, in the league a few years. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was kind of sort of on his way downward per se at that point but you know what i'm saying just like lebron shine man what she did you know what i'm saying like don't don't block his blessing or try to talk about some uh yeah ain't, ain't no you know what I'm saying kid fresh out of high school gonna take over a team especially a team that i'm on what you are exactly. you are a kevin kevin garnett wannabe like come on man you know what i'm saying i like i like i like your podcast it ain't better than our podcast but you know what i'm saying <laughs> hey do your thing, brother, but don't hate on the uh, next man. Exactly. And, hey, and add to what you just said. You said let him, and he's still shining. After mm-hmm. all these years, he's still shining. Where are they? They're doing podcasts, <laughs> trying to be trying to be as great as us. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. exactly. Now we're talking about legacies, and before we uh, finish this stuff, we're not. I, I got to throw this um, Dwight Howard. Uh, uh, is he, now he's added a, another milestone on to his resume, which is very, I'm, I'm not even going to lie, it's a very good resume. And BJ asked this question uh, yesterday. Is he a Hall of Famer? Three-time defensive player of the year, eight-time All-Star, Eight-time All NBA, five times on the first team, uh, five-time All Defense, four times on the first team, 
Led the league in rebounding five times and blocked shots twice. Now he's an NBA champion. Is he a Hall of Famer? You know what? I'm uh, and, and, and a lot of people they're going to scrunch their face up when I say this because I thought about it when the question was initially posed by BJ. I'm gonna say yeah, and and, and I think the reason why people will probably scrunch up their face is because of his off court antics, you know, with the the baby mamas and, and then the whole injury to like his his uh, lower back, you know what I'm saying? Which I don't want to. There ain't no point in going into that, you know what I'm saying? There's some speculation questions about that, but you know what I'm saying? I, I think his his over the over the years, you know, he, he burnt bridges with some teams. Kobe, you know what I'm saying? God rest his soul. Uh, that that Lakers squad being one, and then things didn't work out in Charlotte. Uh, things damn sure didn't work out here in D.C. And then what was the other team? Oh, Atlanta. Oh, it, it didn't work out in Atlanta as well. Um, I, I they said in Charlotte, like everybody when he ever he walked in the locker room, like the, the whole morale just went just like in the smoke. So, but I think overall from his career and everything, you just Stated, I, I I would say he's definitely a Hall of Fame worthy. That that I mean that's a hell of a resume. Junie, hey, I'm a look. I'm gonna be honest. When when this question was first uh, brought up to us, I was shaking my head like, Nah, I don't think so. But don't get me wrong. I am a big Dwight Howard fan. Oh, you know. Did we so, lose Jim? Oh, there you go. Hit, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I, I'm a big Dwight Howard fan. And uh, when the question was first brought up, I thought, no, nah, I don't think so. But uh, I got to agree that uh, I, I will have to uh, vote him in. You know, uh, he had a lot of ups and downs. I, lo- I love his play. I love his play even from 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 his, from day one from the um Orlando Magic, you know uh like you said he's an eight time NBA All Star he's a five time All NBA uh team, three time Defensive Player of the Year, four time NBA Defensive First Team. I mean he he, he the man is is he, I think he did his thing, and I will have to vote him in. So yes, Dwight Howard Hall of Famer. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, fellas. I can't. And it's not even. It's not even due to off the field. It's more along the lines of. I mean, off the field, off the court. It's more along the lines of what he did on the court, and that was quitting on Orlando. He quit. He quit when he basically came here. He quit in Houston. He quit in L.A. It's like everywhere he 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 quit, and he he got Stan Van Gundy's side. I don't I don't appreciate that. You know, a good coach is trying to win, but he, he's not doing it your way. No, you do it his way. It's not the other way around. You know, that diva attitude never really, really stood out to me. Now, could he play some defense? Yeah. He can block shots. He can rebound. But a lot of people say, oh, he's an elite scorer. All he can do is dunk early in his career. He didn't have a jump shot. He didn't have a jump hook. And, you know, they compared him to Shaq. No, no, no. Shaq was a scorer. The shot to score. Around the basket, shot the score uh, from, I'll say, from 13 feet and in, Shaq was good. Shaq never had a jumper. No, but he, he he had that. He could come in the high post, and he could shoot that hook 
and it was it was just that one handed hook, and it was good. Now, now don't get me wrong, I like Dwight Howard, but I can't compare him to Shaq. Shaq is a diesel. Shaq is a beast. I I like both of them, but I can't compare them Dwight Howard to Shaq. Shaq is <laughs> boy, Shaq, Shaq. Mm, I can't even man. Shaq is a beast, but I, I like Dwight Howard though. I still have to go with yes uh, on Dwight Howard. Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with Junior. I got to go with yes as well, man. All right. Well, we're going we are going <laughs> to take a break, but we're going to throw it over to DJ, who has a little something to say. And he's going to throw it to break. And then we come back. We're going to check in with Tuesday Night Football. And uh, then we're going to talk a little NFL. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. Back in this thing like we never left. And then checking in on Tuesday night football right now. It's about 1240 left in the third. Tennessee is up 21 to 10, and they are marching down the field. They are uh, I can't really tell where they're at because I'm standing outside looking in the window like a pervert. <laughs> but they're about it, they're at their own 43, but they're moving the ball. So uh Buffalo got to strap it up. They got to tighten up and do something. Um, but highlight of the night. And if I can find the video on Twitter, Instagram, wherever, I don't care where I find that, I'm going to reshare it. I'm going to regram it. I'm going to retweet it. Josh Norman getting tossed in the first half like a rag doll by uh, Derrick Henry coming around the corner and just stiff on him and just, yeah! All you see is Norman going flying. I can't wait to see it. Oh, man. Absolutely. It made my night. As as you can tell by the, the giddiness and the joy in my voice, I'm not a Josh Norman fan. So um, <laughs> moving right along. Last night we had a pretty, pretty daggone good game. Uh, New Orleans Saints versus the LA Chargers. I keep wanting to call them the San Diego Chargers, but they're not. Um and Josh Norman might have just got called for uh, unnecessary roughness, roughness, unnecessary roughness, slamming a receiver into the ground after the whistle blew. <laughs> Boy, you just making all kinds of bonehead mistakes tonight, kid. Mm. Sound like old Josh Norman to me. Nah, they call pass interference. Okay. But uh charges go down to the Saints last night, 30 to 27. Uh Justin Herbert. Justin MF and Herbert. <laughs> Four touchdowns. Most touchdowns by a rookie on Monday night football ever. Ever. No quarterback, no rookie quarterback is thrown for more than three. He threw four last night. Mm. And uh, 30 to 27, Saints win. But Justin Herbert has arrived. I'm sorry. I mean, this is what you want your young kid to do. And he, he he's something special. And I see why Anthony Lynn went with him as a starter. I think he gives the the same the, the uh, charges a better a better uh, chance at winning. What you guys think? I agree, man. Uh, I'm, uh, we're in the same division together, and I I, I totally agree. I'm uh, actually a little nervous um, because not only we got to deal with Mahomes twice, we got to deal with this kid twice, uh, and we got to deal with Derek Carr. But as far as Herbert go, yeah, he he. He's about to uh, fall in that next line of like great 
future QB. So, yeah, man, sky's the limit for the kid. You know, I'm a, I'm a Tyrod Taylor fan. I grew up watching him. He's from my hometown. His family go to my church uh, down in Newport News. But uh, I think Tyrod Taylor, time for him to catch the first Uber out of town. He need to get out of there, uh, find another team, or retire. Uh, it's Justin Herbert's time. The, the young man is playing ball, and I love to watch him play, and I'm ready to get him on my fantasy because he's playing some ball. So big ups to Justin Herbert. You're doing your thing, my brother. Playing ball, indeed. He was 20 or 34, 264 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, As a Drew, rookie. As a rookie. Wow. Drew Brees. The old master, 33 of 47, um, 325, a touchdown, and a pick. Uh, not much rushing. Uh, Kamara only had 45 yards. Uh, Jackson had 71. Uh, it was it was an all right game. I mean, it was exciting. I'll tell you that. Because, you know, when you, anytime you get a game down to the end like that where it goes in the overtime and it's one on a, on a field goal, it's always exciting. Um, but keeping up with uh, NFL, fellas, we've had a lot of great things happen over the years. We've had a, a lot of great things happen this season. You know, this has just been an exciting season. I think we're just happy the sports is back. But uh, to have... Um, have uh, Alex Smith return. What you fellas think about that? That was inspirational. That was inspirational. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I think moving forward is going to serve as a maru- uh, morale booster, excuse me, for um, Washington and might see them pick up some wins. I looked at their next six games, all winnable, all winnable. So, hey, the run is dead. It's just got to, you know what I'm saying? Rally behind Alex. That that line has to play a lot better because he was getting murdered out there. Um, it was one sack where Aaron D- Donald literally jumped on his back and rolled him like a yard or two. Kind of scared me, but he got right back up. Uh, that old line got to play a lot better, but I think this this could be the positive outbreak that uh, Washington needs. Hey man, they need the holes back on the offensive line for Alex Smith. I, I I think I really think he had everybody. If you're not even a Washington fan, uh was 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 balling their face up and being nervous on watching him come out there. You know, uh I think he played really good. He looked good. Uh his poise was nice. Um I think Alex Smith did a really good job. I was just a little nervous to see him go back there. I first thing I started thinking is the sideline junkies was at the game November 2018 when he first hurt his leg, you know. Uh, and to see him come back, man, I loved it. I loved to see him get back on the field. He had his family in the stands for support. So, yes, I love to see Alex Smith back. I just want him to take his time and be careful. You're absolutely right. Uh, on every fa- fast enough, um, we were there to see it. Uh, to see him get hurt firsthand and live, it's a, it's a different beast. It's something different. Uh, 
I, I was afraid. And I, I said it, uh, thank you. Cole Beasley got to catch good. <laughs> I need him. To, I got Cole Beasley in fantasy. Don't mind me, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to see him back out there is absolutely awesome. But I, like I told BJ, I said, man, I'm scared. And BJ brought up a good point. He said if it was a problem or he felt that he couldn't do it anymore, he wouldn't have tried to come back. He's a grown man. He has to make his own decision. After that, I stopped being scared. I said, well, you know, BJ has a point. So if, if he's going to be out there, all right. Now, as far as us picking up wins behind it, I don't know. I, I don't know. This team is uh is doing pretty, pretty, pretty bad right now. Uh, but I wish them all the all the good fortune, luck, and and everything good in the world because he deserves it. And hey, maybe, hey, maybe, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cut you off. I had a question. Uh, to back up a little bit before Alex Smith got a game. I'm so sorry to cut you off. First of all, what do you think about the hit on Cal Allen uh, to force? Alex Smith to come in the game. What, what do you think about that hit? I, to be quite honest, Junior, and I'm I'm not being a fanboy, nothing like that. I'm thinking in my mind, that was a helmet to helmet. I mean, I understand it was inadvertent by Jalen Ramsey because he, you know, they were both trying to hit Jalen Ramsey and trying to stop him. He was trying to hit Jalen Ramsey and get more yards. So I'm just. Uh, I'm not going to say it was dirty. It was textbook. It was clean. I'll take it. But uh, it it didn't look as bad as it was because I thought he had a concussion. But they say his non-throwing arm was hurt, and he was cleared to play to come back after the first half. But they decided to stay with Alex. So, What do you think, D? But- Um, I don't think, I don't think it was dirty. I think it was, it was just, you know, freak play. That's it. It was just a freak play. That's it. I think, you know, they were both trying to lower the boom per se. And it just, you know, turned out ugly. I'm glad to hear y'all say that because I thought the same, I thought it was clean. Uh, and it wasn't even his head that was hurt. Like Kevin just said, it was his arm and it was like a, Head-on collision, man. Both of them going full speed ahead. But in this day and time, 2020, they're trying to protect the quarterback. But I think it was pretty clean. But, okay, sorry, Kevin, you go ahead. No, no, but I agree with what you're saying. But Kyle Allen got to learn to get down. You, exactly. You, you, you know, you're a small guy. You're a quarterback. Uh, you're not Derrick Henry. You're not uh, Frank Gould. You're not Earl Campbell. Dog, get down. I don't give a damn how big your heart is. (laughs) Earl Campbell. But uh, we had a lot of uh, of games. The reason why we got Tuesday night football is because of what's going on in Tennessee. Uh, The the, 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 the facility was shut down for, what, about a week and a half. And because of a lot of positive COVID tests, um, somebody out in Tennessee that they were practicing at a local high school. Somebody outed them about that. Um, So they might be facing additional fines because of that. Fellas, 
first question. With all the positive tests that are coming up, not only in the NFL, but also in college football, would you just shut it down and say, you know what, just cancel the season? At this point, I would. I would. It's, it's just this player getting it. That this that player getting it. Um, the Patriots, of course, it, it is kind of tricky how Cam got it, but did he? Well, Cam only is only going to miss in one game. Gilmore has it, but he probably won't miss any game time. Um, you know, they still a corporate team, but anyway. Uh, I mean, yeah, just all these, these, you know, it's just popping up. Like the Titans, they really, it's just, it's bad in that entire organization. So, not, they're not to mention, there's a lot of injuries um, early this season. Um, I, yeah, I, I would I would just kind of just put a lid on the season. No preseason. Like, you know, then we, you know, people dealing with coronavirus. Oh, wow. We just got a breaking news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, go ahead and break it. I just got it too. Uh, Le'Veon Bell has been released by the Jets. <laughs> wow. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He'll get picked up this- by the Uh-oh. You know why they Man. released him? Why? Uh, him, uh, him and Adam, uh, him and Coach Gates? No. They released it. You know, the real reason, because they were talking about trading him and landing spots. And I was like, you know, Chicago will probably be good for him. But they said Thursday. Uh, if he made it till Thursday on the team, I think he got two and a half million dollar uh, bonus, so he had bonus time. So instead of paying him, they released him mm-hmm. because after that, after that, none of his money was guaranteed, which was always the uh, the big thing for him. Was God dang on Why would you run back? The big thing for him was always guaranteed money, guaranteed money, guaranteed money. That's all he wanted because that's what Pittsburgh wouldn't give him. So that's why he left and went elsewhere. But he's not even getting a bonus now. <sighs> hey, on that note, I'm on a, a few Pittsburgh Steelers uh, fan pages, and that was the question, should we take him back? And uh, my, I don't think so. He, Him and A.B. caused a lot of friction in our, our organization, and I don't personally want him back in Pittsburgh. But back to the show, uh, it is now on Eastern Time, 9 o'clock. And I, uh, all the kids, I want you to cover your ears. Kevin, to your question, hell no, do not end the season. I've been waiting too long for the season to start. I think every organization should look at the NBA and try to form what you call a bubble. Okay, you don't have to go to Florida. You don't have to go to Orlando, but get all your players together. If you have to go to a hotel, buy out a hotel for the rest of the season, do something. Uh, You can tag the NFL. You can tag Roger Goodell on this one. Do not end the season. Me personally, I've been waiting all year for this season. And we are 4-0. Pittsburgh still us. Hell no. Don't end this season. Now, like I said, you can get everybody together. Uh, form some kind of bubble. Keep the team together. Stay away from your family. Stay away from your fans. Stay away from everybody. Stay away from the clubs, especially here in D.C. That's where everybody want to go to the clubs. Stick, stick together. Uh, don't leave the bubble. Keep the team, the players, everybody together. Do not end this season. No. 
That's my point. Hey, you know what? I feel you. And to be 4 0 in Pittsburgh for the first time since 1979, and if you guys did not see it, uh, the interview that Terry Bradshaw did with Big Ben Sunday, uh, absolutely amazing. And I'm, I was thinking about it. I said, before Big, Big Ben, who was, who was the other, who was the franchise quarterback in between Bradshaw and Big Ben? And honestly and truly, I guess you could say Neil O'Donnell was your franchise quarterback while he was here, or while he was there. But I don't, I mean, Big Ben and, and, and Terry Bradshaw are the two greatest quarterbacks in uh, Pittsburgh Steeler history. Yes. And behind them is Terry Hanratty and uh, uh, Joe Gilliam. But it, it, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, you know, having Bradshaw and Big Ben sit down and talk was excellent. It was awesome. Uh, so I feel what you're saying, Junior. But if it gets to the point where you can't control the positive test, I say shut it down. Not fully. But shut it down for a little bit, just so. But right now, oh, he just threw a dag on it. <sighs> Thank you, Josh Allen. But uh, I think that you should start making plans now to find a bubble, find a way that you can do talk talk to Adam Silver. Roger Goodell can easily talk to Adam Silver and say, "Hey." How did you guys go about setting this up? And then set it up so you have a bubble. You have things, and it's all in place, but you got to plan ahead just in case that comes down to it. That has to be Operation X. So, okay, if it comes down to it, we already prepared for it. Let's get it. And that's, that was going to be my next question. Do you guys think that the NFL could function in a bubble? Uh, like, if you... I, I would say, of all places, I mean, my heart wouldn't say it, but my business mind would say it. Um, the largest toilet bowl in the world, uh, Jerry's World. <laughs> largest toilet bowl. <laughs> I, I, I would actually, I would actually go out there and, and put everything out there, you know, because it's a big stadium. You can house everybody, but see, the only BJ brought up a good point. It's different when the NBA team is traveling. You only have 12 players. You only have a few coaches, uh, medical personnel. You know, it's not really nothing, a whole lot. So you can you can buy out a couple of hotels and do the whole thing. But, well, not even the whole league, but, you know, they only had 22 teams. So you can buy out the hotel and do that. And they did a resort. With the NFL, you have 53 players. You have uh, staff and the staffs are sometimes larger than others. Then you also have the practice squad. You know, then you have your medical doctors and things like that. So it, it, it'll be hard. I think it's anything's possible. So the NBA doing a bubble. I mean, the NFL doing a bubble. It's possible, but you you would actually have to put the work in now to. Get it done. You can't wait until the last minute and be like, okay, well, we're going to shut the season down. We got to find a bubble. So I believe it's possible. But don't, 
if it gets to the point where you can't get a, a control on these positive COVID tests, something's got to change. I mean, the protocol's got to change or something. Y'all gentlemen got anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, nah, nothing on my plate. Um, I just want to say thanks to all the listeners, you know, for rocking with us. Junie? Oh, guess Junie had to go. I'm sorry, I'm so, talking on mute. Am I there? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. The mute button. Yes, sir. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just talking about talking away. Uh I enjoyed being here tonight uh with the fellas. And I'm going to watch this game and uh can't wait to the next episode. Well, for Big Jim, Allen, the Nubian Sumo, the People's Choice, BJ, who you heard earlier tonight. That's the man the hour on one side. The cool one, Bad News Junior on the other. Me, the big guy KG in the middle saying thanks for listening. This has been another presentation of Sideline Junkies. It's been Tuesday Night Flight, and we out of here. Peace. Peace.